0: Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Radio. Welcome back to our open line segment here on Coast to Coast AM. Richard Serrett sitting in for George Norrie. Say hi on Twitter at Richard Serrett S. Why? Because I love you. R E double uh, T. First time caller Bob is in Quincy, Illinois, and he's got a haunted house story. Bob, good morning. Hi, Welcome. How are you doing? Hi, I'm well. Yourself? Good. 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 Yeah, back in the late 70s, my wife and I got married, and uh, we back then we lived in separate apartments, and uh, we were trying to find a place to live, and we moved into a, well, she moved in first to kind of get it ready. We found a house behind a house. It was like about a, oh, about a 25-foot square. I don't know if it used to be a little barn or whatever, but it was a two-story built on a slab the first floor was pretty much open except for a small bathroom and in the upstairs was basically a bedroom. Um, I moved in and then about, oh, I don't know, about a week or so after we lived up, like I said, we slept upstairs. We had one of those little red light clock radios and about three o'clock in the morning we would hear, basically it sounded like a basketball bouncing on the floor downstairs. Go downstairs, nothing. Um, and then this continued, not every night, but it continued enough that uh, the landlord lived in the front house. And I asked him when I paid the rent, I said, Is any are you having any problems with raccoons or anything like that? And he, and he said, well, don't pay attention to what people say about that house. At the time, I knew nothing about the history of the house. Uh, so it got to the point where things would move on the table. We would not see it move. We would hear, sn- I would hear sniffing. Uh, the basketball bouncing noise would continue and we would had a door open on, where there was no wind or anything open by itself. Uh, it got to be, I was in a, a club called JCs back then. And my wife is in a club called JCS. And it got to be where I would sleep with a knife under my pillow Oh one dear night she, <laughs> one night she came home from JC and I had the Bible laid out on the bottom step um, it it got to, around Christmas time we and this was around in the fall around Christmas time uh, she was kneeled down taking, that, taking the ornaments off of the tree and we had one of those instamatics where you uh, take a picture, pull it out wait 60 seconds and peel it off The old Polaroids I used to hate that smell. Yeah, the old Polaroid. Anyway, I, retur- I took her picture, peeled it off, and over her left shoulder was a-, a face of this guy. And it was it was transparent, but it was real obvious that it was this guy's face. We were obviously freaked out because we had known something was going on there. So we started showing this picture around, and then people go, Oh, you living in that house. Come to find out that a couple years before we moved in, uh, a guy and his wife had lived there, and uh, evidently had gone to a concert. Met a guy who had no place to stay, so he moved in to to stay with them. He got he got the wife pregnant, and ended up leaving. But the husband and wife were having problems, and the wife had he the husband talked his wife into going out of town. This is according to police reports, right? And on brought, invited this guy over, and according to the autopsy, uh, hit him in the head with a baseball bat and knocked him out and used a brush saw, one of those crossbow saws, and cut his head off, his hands and his feet. In the oh, back. dear. In the house yeah. where you were. In the oh, house my house. Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So they found, they found this guy's head, his hands and his feet in, in plastic garbage bags in the cemetery, which was back behind this house where we were staying at about, you know, about a block or so. And they found the torso and a, uh, at a rest stop in a bag. So we were obviously freaked out about this picture that we were showing around. And um, so at about that time in our town here, uh, you know, remember the movie, The Amityville Horror? Oh, sure, uh, I do. Of Ed, course, Ed and, Lor- Ed and Lorraine Warren, who were uh, yes. famous investigators, Anyway, they were doing a talk at um, at the at the university. So we had this picture with us, and we were going to take it with us, or we did take it with us, and uh, sat there. And this was before video uh, video cameras and stuff. They showed photos of lamps floating, and then they also did have recorded voices and stuff, <clears throat> and then just uh, warned everybody not to record these voices that you could you know bring them bring the spirits back home with you oh is so that right after, yeah yeah so we were scared to death so we uh after it got over we tried to get up towards them but they were mobbed with people and stuff and we never got to show this picture to them and we ended up spending the night at my wife's brother's house uh, and uh so we ended up moving out of there shortly afterwards and uh <clears throat> i wish many times i hadn't done it but i burned that picture because i was afraid that when we moved, it would follow us. Ah, uh, right, right. So, now, just, uh, yeah. Bob, excuse the interruption, but the the, the the image, the ghostly image on that photograph, were you able to compare that with, a, were there any pictures of the deceased yeah, that you it had? Was him. Yeah, yeah, it and was that, him. And I did, I did not know that. And then, so that happened back then. And I had told the story countless times. And fast forward to, oh, I guess it's been about six years ago. I blogged one of the reporters who was a court reporter back then had mentioned it and one of, he was still a reporter at our local newspaper and had mentioned it in one of his columns. So I pretty much laid out all the stuff that about the sniffing and the moving of the stuff and all that in my letter to him. And uh, uh, he called me back about, oh, I don't know, a couple of weeks later and said, Bob, you're not going to believe who called me. And it was the wife who had got subsequently got divorced from the guy who got found not guilty for killing this guy because this was before DNA. It was ah. circumstantial. So he was found innocent. <clears throat> so um so he's you know, still around? So Yeah, he's still out west and she's but she what happened was she saw the blog. She was on the computer with her grandson who was the illegitimate son Right son, And she saw it freaked her out because uh, of, you know, because she was, had been romantically involved with this guy and she wanted to talk to me. And I did talk to her on the phone and, uh, actually come to, it ended up getting, I, you know, cause I was curious about it. I got all the research and the guy's photo was the picture, the guy in the picture and the fuzz around his face. This guy had like an Afro and a big beard and, um, I can still, you know, I like I said, I wish I had kept that photo. I still get an email like once a year from a company, you know, kind of like a ghost, ghost uh, hunters company, to try to tell my story and that. <clears throat> but uh, that's remarkable, was- Bob. Is that house still there? No, actually, uh, we went, well, I went back there after this happened with the reporter. We went over there, and it had been torn down, and they put a peace guard in there. The current owners put a peace guard in there because they felt that it was uh, unsettling. Actually, the name of the, his article was Unsettled Spirit, and wow. um, I found out more about it because uh, I realized, I learned that the guy who was killed was a draftsman. He was going to school to be a draftsman. And when he would come home, he would move all the stuff on the table off to the edge where we would see where the stuff would, my wife and I would be, we both worked. And we she was a, she is a knee-free and always kept the centerpiece in the middle and it would <clears throat> it'd be moved off to the side. So this Remarkable. Guy evidently, this guy evidently did that. And the sniffing, one night when I was upstairs sniffing, we heard the sniffing, but one night I thought my wife was crying. I was upstairs reading and I heard I thought she was crying <clears throat> and she was downstairs taking a bath in the bathtub and uh, come to find out that this guy that got murdered was due to have sinus surgery like a week after he was got he was found murdered Remarkable so, Bob that is I tell you the hackles on the back of my neck are standing up. Bob, yeah. thank you so much for that okay sure thanks. have a good evening. Wow.